Hi, true crime fans. You're tuning into Coffee, Murder, and Mystery, a true crime podcast where we discuss murder, mystery, and the supernatural. Don't forget to hit subscribe. Hi, true crime fans. I'm your host, Melissa Lancaster. And I was actually researching about Brian Schaefer's case this week, because for me, Brian Schaefer is that case. You know, if you got to pick just one case to be solved, Brian Schaefer is that case for me. I would personally love to go down to the bar he went missing in and maybe remove some drywall or sledgehammer a few walls. But when I was researching the Brian Schaefer case, I ran across this case, and it really intrigued me. Because I feel like it's almost as bizarre as the Brian Schaefer disappearance with like a touch of a Lisa Lamp. You may have heard this before because in the last two years, it's really blown up on YouTube. But I had personally never heard of this case and neither had the few friends of mine that I asked. For this case, we are taking you to Bulgaria to discuss the mysterious disappearance of Lars Midding. Lars was born on February 9th, 1986, and raised in Germany. Lars was an employee at a power plant who seemed close to his family. He seemed to talk to his mother often and help take care of his father after his father had a stroke. He had a girlfriend and plenty of friends. Lars was 28 in July of 2014 when him and his friends decided to fly to Bulgaria and take a week's sabbatical from life at the Golden Sands Resort. The Golden Sands Resort is a popular vacation destination. Think spring break if you live in Germany. Lars and his buddies were, by all accounts, having a great time, hanging out at the beach on the Dead Sea, and just enjoying life. About five days into the vacation, Lars and his buddies decided to hang out at the Rock Bar. I looked up reviews for this place on TripAdvisors, and most people seemed to have an enjoyable experience at the Rock Bar. One review stated the only drawback is that the ladies of the night might bother you. Lars and his buddies ended up at the bar during the football, or soccer, as it's known in the U.S., World Cup. It seems that Lars was rooting for a different team than a group of locals, and some words were exchanged. I feel like most of us have witnessed a situation like this, like sports addiction and alcohol-fueled arguments, and in my opinion, it is never pretty. But all seemed to settle down and Lars and his friends closed the bar and were last to leave that night. Lars and his group of friends headed over to a local McDonald's for some early morning drunken food to soak up their alcohol. But for some reason, Lars didn't go inside with his friends. I couldn't find a reason for this and it's possible no one knows. Maybe Lars just needed a bit of quiet on a park bench Maybe he was at the point after a night of drinking where you just feel like if you smell the wrong food, everything is going to come up. No one knows. His friends got their food, though, and I couldn't find how long they were in the establishment. We don't know if they sat down to eat or just grabbed some food to take back to the hotel. But either way, when they came out of that McDonald's, Lars was gone. Not knowing what to do, they decided to head back to the resort. After all, maybe he was getting tired and decided to go back to the room and get some much-needed sleep. But there was no sign of Lars. 
His friends decided to crash for the night and check everything out in the morning. And when they woke up, he was back. He was back with a story about how four men who either spoke Bulgarian or Russian had been paid by the men that he argued with earlier in the night, you remember, the sports fans, to beat him up. Lars didn't really appear beaten up. He didn't have like black eyes or anything like that. But Lars's friends knew him well. At least one of them had known him since high school. And they had no reason to doubt his story. Especially since Lars was having like extreme ear pain. His friends talked him into going to see a doctor And his eardrum was ruptured, which can happen from a really hard blow to the head. The doctor suggested that Lars go to the hospital. Sometimes a ruptured eardrum can heal on its own, but sometimes surgery is needed. This leads me to believe that Lars had a very serious case and must have sustained a very hard blow to the head. Lars told the doctor he didn't want to go to the hospital and that he would wait to seek further medical treatment until he was back home in Germany. And this makes sense to me. I would probably want to go home if possible to have surgery too. But then there was the problem of flying. The doctor recommended that Lars not fly right away because the pressure could hurt his eardrum even more. And this was a problem because the bunch was scheduled to fly home. I would assume that this also impacted Lars's decision to wait to have surgery. Surgery requires healing time and could possibly postpone his trip home even further. The doctor did prescribe an antibiotic, though, to help with any infection that might occur in the ruptured eardrum. Some of Lars's friends wanted to stay with him. They wanted at least one of their party to stay with him. But Lars refused, telling them to just go back home to their lives and he would be fine. He would just wait a few more days and fly home. They all packed up their things and their reservation at the resort was ending. Lars's friends would fly home to Germany and Lars would have to find another place to stay at. When they parted ways, leaving the resort together, Lars's friends said that he was relaxed and in good spirits. And Lars went on his lone adventure to fill his prescription and find another place to stay. He stumbled upon Hotel Color in Varna. Reading the reviews on TripAdvisor, people generally describe this hotel as average. Good value for the money, small rooms, old beds, some have springs coming through, needs updating, the bathroom has mold and mildew, the hotel is cheap enough And the general consensus is that you get what you pay for and you're not really not paying for a lot. And it seems like a bit of a shady area. But this didn't seem like a bad choice for Lars. He needed somewhere to stay that night. They had availability and it was close to the airport. But not long after Lars checked in, he called his mother and said he didn't feel safe at the hotel. The conversation between Lars and his mother was brief. She stated this was because Lars had not taken his normal cell phone on the trip. He had taken an old phone with him. I really didn't see why this was, but I assume being in a vacation spot, he was possibly worried about it getting lost or stolen. 
This old phone must not have kept a charge for long because Lars couldn't talk very long because of the battery level. But here's where things start to get strange. It's been reported that there's CCTV footage of Lars in the hotel acting strange, roaming the hallways looking paranoid, even hiding in the elevator. If there really is CCTV footage of this, it has not been released because I certainly could not find it. Either way, Lars called his mother again in the middle of the night, and this time he was whispering, telling her that he was leaving the hotel. It's been reported as well that he expressed that he was terrified and four men were coming to rob or kill him, and he told her to cancel his credit cards. I don't know how much of these reports is true, because I did find on the Find Lars Middink Facebook page, which I stalked pretty intensely, his mother said that Lars did not tell her he was terrified or in fear for his life. She said that's false information that has been spread. She stated the phone conversations were very short because of the problem with the old phone he was using. And I have to question the credit card cancellation request as well. Unless someone had stolen them, which I did not see anywhere in any of my research, it seems strange that someone trying to get home from a vacation a few countries over would want their credit cards canceled. I would want everything with me active in case of emergency and to get me home. And it seems like he was already experiencing a mild emergency. But in the second phone conversation, Lars did tell his mother that he was uncomfortable enough at the hotel that he was leaving. And it was the middle of the night, so that seems really uncomfortable. His concerned mother told him that she would buy him the next available plane ticket to get him home. She was concerned about his ear, but probably a bit more concerned about the rest of him at this point. She told her son to go to the airport and see the doctor on staff there. I actually had no idea that some airports have walk-in medical clinics just for instances such as these. No one really knows what Lars did between the time he called his mother until the morning. It actually seems like he may have been wandering the streets and possibly hiding from people, just waiting to go to the airport. During this time, he also texts his mother asking her what the prescription that the doctor gave him was. He sent her the name and she advised him that Sephuracine 500 is a widely prescribed antibiotic with a variety of uses. With this information, Lars waited until morning and hailed a cab to take him to the airport. Some sources state that the cab driver would later say that he felt Lars's pupils were dilated. But Lars arrived at the airport with no problems and went into the clinic area to see the doctor. I think some sources are mixing up information between the two doctor's appointments, so it's hard to say what this doctor told Lars. But I believe that Dr. Kostov advised him not to fly. But what the doctor said really didn't seem to matter because as Lars sat there talking with the doctor, a construction worker that was doing work to the building walked up. This spooked Lars and he jumped up and said, I don't want to die here. I have to get out of here and ran. And I mean, he ran. 
He ran out of the airport and around the exterior looking for a quick way out. When he didn't find one, he ran over to the fence that surrounds the airport, climbed it and jumped over into a field of sunflowers, vanishing without a trace. You can actually find this CCTV footage with just a simple Google search. You can't actually see him jumping over the fence, but I did find pictures of the fence. And this is not the type of fence I'm used to seeing where I'm from. It's about eight foot high and has wooden like four by four type poles. There's like a wire. It's not like a chicken wire, but that's the best description that I have like between the poles with three rows of barbed wire at the top of the fence. So Lars was literally so frightened or distraught over something that he climbed this fence. This was an airport full of people and no one had any idea what Lars was running from, leaving his wallet and his luggage behind. I couldn't find much on the search for Lars, but that's not because they didn't search for Lars. That's because so much of the information coming from his family is in German. I do know that they did hire a private investigator. And from what I can tell, it seems the Bulgarian and German authorities were working together to find Lars. His family believes he is still alive. They've never seen any evidence to the contrary. They have a few theories as to what could have happened to him. Apparently, it's extremely rare, but antibiotic-induced psychosis is a thing. It can cause hallucinations and a whole mess of problems. And we can't forget that Lars took a really big blow to the head. What if it took a few days for the brain damage to really take its toll? What if Lars is out there living a vagrant life with no idea who he was or how he got there? Lars has no history of mental illness, but a psychotic break can't be ruled out. I mean, what really can be ruled out? What if someone was really after him, and all because of a disagreement over a sports game? It's sad, but people have been killed for less. Lars's family is still actively looking for him. I will put a picture of him and his age progression on our website. The age progression that they did is also to reflect like a skinnier, less healthy build and a lot of facial hair because if he is alive, they don't expect to find him like healthy and well-kept like he was. If you check out the Find Lars Mitting Facebook page, you can see how hard they are still looking for him. There are so many posts where people have thought they've saw Lars and they've reported it. And they keep looking into these reports with the hope that one day they will find Lars. But so far, they have all been ruled out. The family hasn't had any luck. If you live in Bulgaria, Germany, or any surrounding areas, we ask you to please take a look at the picture and please keep an eye out for Lars. Imagine if one of your family members went missing and had amnesia and was just living on the streets with no ID, no clue who they were, and no way to get home. I can't wait for the day that we hear that Lars has been reunited with his family 
and is able to get the medical treatment that he desperately needs. You can find us on the web at www.coffeemurderandmystery.com. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and we also have a YouTube channel. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or contributions, you can email us at coffeemurdermystery at gmail.com. If you enjoyed our show, please consider giving us an Apple Podcast five-star rating, sharing our show with your friends, and leaving a review. This helps us by allowing more people to find our show. If you would like to support our show with a financial contribution, please consider joining our Patreon. Joining our Patreon at the $5 level will give you a bonus episode on the second week of the month, as well as a second bonus episode on the fourth week of the month. Or go to buymeacoffee.com for a one-time contribution. We appreciate all of our listeners. We wouldn't be able to do this without you. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, stay safe. Evil people are everywhere. Tell somebody you love them. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to Coffee, Murder, and Mystery. The information provided in this podcast is solely of our opinion and based upon research that we have conducted via the internet. If you feel that we have represented something inaccurately or unfairly, then you can go tell it to your diary. Or you can send us an email at coffeemurdermystery at gmail.com. Thanks for your support.